Hello and uh, welcome to the podcast, Prophecy Insights, with Bro Steph. And uh, I am Bro Steph. Have a really good uh, podcast for you today. Going to cover some really terrific information and tie the Bible and the headlines together and connect those dots in a really unique way. But first, let me give you the title of the podcast. The Spy Machine, Turkey Prepares, Pilgrim Road, and finally, Ambassador to Israel and what he had to say. And so these are the topics we're going to be covering today. It's going to be very interesting. And um, the first thing I want to do is talk to you about the spying machine and what I mean by that. Today, your iPhone or your Android phone uh, or just about any device that you use that is on the internet or accesses the internet or accesses wireless can be used to listen in on what you have to say. In fact, this podcast could be listened to by any government around the world right now, um, whether I know that they're listening or not. They could... Uh, whenever you have a device that has two-way communication, they can see you and listen to you, and you may not even know that that's happening. Furthermore, the device tracks you. So wherever you go, if you have your cell phone with you, whether it's on or off now, they can track you and know exactly where you're at. This is what I mean by the spy machine. And with AI coming online now in really aggressive ways, like uh, Amazon's, and I'm just going to use the initial A, Amazon's A, okay, you know what I mean with that, um, where you can listen to music, she'll do everything for you. Keep your grocery list in order. Uh, remind you of things. I say A because I have one sitting right next to me. And if I say her name, she'll activate. <laughs> and I just don't want her to activate right now. Now, Amazon could be listening to everything I'm saying right now through that portal. And in fact, um, there are those who have done some investigations into the Amazon product that is so helpful to a lot of us. And they have discovered that, in fact, Amazon collects all of the data that that device records. And they use it right now just to discover what your habits are, your buying patterns. And eventually Amazon has admitted that they just want to send you test products in the mail 
based on the algorithms that have measured your marketing patterns, your likes and dislikes. And they're hoping that, you know, out of, let's say, 10 products that are sent to you to try, you may buy one. And um, so very interesting what's going on with Google, with Amazon, with Facebook, with Twitter, with all of our social media platforms. They're all recording and holding on to the metadata and then in some cases, even the recorded data so that they can get a better handle on who you are. Now, you and I both know that down the road, though they're, they may not have suspicious motives right now, although I will tell you that one of the co-founders of Facebook, Mr. Wozniak, has come out and said that he canceled his Facebook account because Facebook has gone from being a social media platform originally set up for college students to be able to connect with one another to this monstrosity that now records measures and uh, has built in algorithms that are so sophisticated they can just about predict now what you will do, what you will buy, what your behaviors will be before they even occur. That's kind of scary when you think about it, but it all fits in now to the Antichrist's platform, the man of sin, that is the Bible says is going to come on the scene in Revelation chapters 9, 10, 11, and 12. Uh, tell us a lot about this person. And uh, so does... Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Daniel chapters 9, 10, 11, and 12, and the book of Revelation from chapter 6 forward uh, tells us a lot about the man of sin, the Antichrist, and the things he's going to do. He's going to track the whole world. He's going to know what people are thinking ahead of time. He's going to understand what their behaviors are. Uh, to wrap up the spy machine part of our title today, I just want to say this, that you remember the movie Minority Report, where uh, I think it was um, Tom Cruise that started that movie? Well, they were able to predict in that movie what a person would do before they did it. And then the cop would go in and arrest them for behaviors that they would do in the future. Get them off the street, put them in jail, incarcerate them. That's what the movie was about. They're doing that with AI today. They're able to do that. And there is some information coming down the pipeline now where the different 
government agencies are experimenting with this kind of technology. How far are they going to take it? What the purpose really is? Well, time will tell. But uh, it's very interesting, isn't it? Now, the next topic we want to talk about is Turkey. Turkey is mentioned in the book of Ezekiel chapter 38 extensively, along with Iran, Persia, along with North Africa, uh, countries like Libya and uh, Somalia, Pakistan, these countries. Um, Turkey has decided to purchase the Russian anti-missile program or system called the S-400. It's the new, uh, the new system that has sprung out of the S-300 model. And it's really similar to our Patriot missile defense system. It's capable of doing a lot. And not only did Turkey purchase it, but listen to the list of countries that want it as well. Belarus, China, Saudi Arabia, India, South Korea, Egypt, Iraq, Qatar, and Pakistan. They all want to purchase the S-400 anti-missile system because it's supposed to work extremely well. Now, let's focus on Turkey for a minute. Turkey made the purchase already. They, in fact, I think a day or two ago, they made finalized the purchase and the shipment is on its way to Turkey. A country would only have a defensive system like this, like Israel does, uh, because they're, they're thinking that they're going to come under attack at some point in time. So they need a good defensive system. The Bible says that Turkey, along with the Persians and an, an alliance of nations, is going to attack Israel, and that on the mountains of Israel, God is going to destroy those armies. And it would also seem to me that Turkey would want a defensive mechanism in place so that when Israel counterattacks, or the United States or some other country counterattacks, they'll have this umbrella of protection over them. Um, so I find it interesting that right now in history, with everything going on around us, Turkey would make that purchase right now. We know that Iran wants to wipe Israel off the map, and we know that she's going to have help doing that with an alliance of other nations, Turkey being one of them, possibly Russia. Um, and as I mentioned, uh, some Arab nations and North African nations. 
We know, though, that they'll never get off the mountains of Israel. God will destroy them there. They won't get into the heartland. So I find it very interesting that Turkey right now is making this purchase. And I wanted to bring it to your attention. I thought you would find it interesting as well. Now I want to get to what I call the happy part of the prophecy update. And that is number three on the list, the Pilgrim Road. Now, I'm going to look at an article that I have here. Uh, it can be found, by the way, information on the Pilgrim Road can be found at the, uh, at the Times of Israel and also can be found in an article, Jerusalem Center for Public Affairs, The Truth About Jerusalem, the, uh, the Truth About Jerusalem, City of David, That Lies About the Silwan. And uh, that this is a very good article um, from the Jerusalem Center for Public Affairs. Uh, I will post these to the description in this podcast. But listen to this. I'm going to read a paragraph or two out of this article. I find it interesting. The Pilgrim's Road, which ascends from the Pool of Siloam to the Jewish Temple, dates to no earlier than 30 to 31 CE, the Common Era, during the time of the notorious Roman governor Pontius Pilate. This was the period when Jesus was sentenced to death. City of David archaeologists Nishan Zantan said in a 2017 video tour of the site, every step on this street brought the pilgrims closer to the temple, Santon said. Imagine to yourself the joy, the songs, the prayers, the spiritual journey that these people experience when they know they are just meters away from reaching the gates of the temple, he added, climbing the momentous staircase. So what has happened is a few years back, around 2004 or so, they started excavating, the archaeologists did, excavating the city of David. They found just south of the Temple Mount this big area that was called the City of David. And they started excavating it. And sure enough, they found coins that talked about the City of David, had inscriptions of, of David and, the King, and King David on coins, pottery, etc. And not only did they find the city of David, but recently they found, um, as they, they kept digging, they found that there was a pathway that went from the Pool of Siloam all the way up to the Temple Mount. It's the same pathway Jesus would have taken 
to ascend to the Temple Mount to go into the second temple and worship. So there, it, part of it goes underground, part of it's above ground. They're excavating it even further, and it goes under the current city of Jerusalem. And so the Jews have, uh, engineers have built these heavy steel foundations in a circular pattern that help protect and hold up the streets of Jerusalem so that they could dig under it and uncover this pilgrim road that leads up to the Temple Mount. It's amazing, and I would recommend that you look at the videos that I'm going to provide and the link to this article. Very interesting information. Um, at the Jerusalem Center for Public Affairs, here's what they say about it. This is published uh, July 2019, article number 624. The ancient pilgrimage road in the city of David is one of the most sensational archaeological discoveries to be made in Jerusalem since Israel's establishment. On this road, remarkably preserved under the ashes of the Roman destruction, many thousands of Jews in the second Second Temple times, after a ritual bath in the Shiloh uh, Pool, or the Pool of Siloam, walked about 700 meters up the hill to the Temple Mount. The site was first excavated more than 100 years ago by French, British, and American archaeologists at a time when the State of Israel did not exist and Jerusalem was under Muslim rule. The City of David, which is under archaeological examination covers about 15 acres or about 6% of the Arab Sawan neighborhood. The Israeli Supreme Court has rebuffed claims that the digging endangers those homes. Uh, hundreds of Arab residents of Sawan, now get this, have been employed in the excavations under the houses of the village and so on, so much so that Hamas and the Palestinian authorities threaten them and are forcing them to leave their jobs. The excavations are being done in the vicinity of the Temple Mount and not under that city of Sawan. That has been true of all excavations Israel has carried out over the years in other parts of the old city, Jerusalem, and the Temple Mount vicinity. Alaska is not in danger. What is in danger is the freedom of scientific archaeological research in this area. And then they have some really good pictures and videos. Uh, I'd like to recommend to you that you watch the... A YouTube video on this page called Pilgrimage Road. Great presentation uh, on this uh, video. Uh, on July 1st, 2019, a photo of the U.S. Ambassador to Israel, David Friedman, and U.S. Envoy Jason Greenblatt striking a thin and symbolic wall with a sledgehammer 
a wall built to separate two parts of the ancient pilgrimage road, became the headline of the whole event. This, and then below, they show a table with uh, different color stones that are embedded in it, uh, and it's a table from that period of time uh, prior to 70 AD. So, uh, read that article. I think you'll find that very interesting. Uh, you know, God said he would bring Israel back and it would become, it would be a miracle and it would become a land that's flowing with milk and honey. And may I also add that the Lord would allow to surface evidences that the Jews have been in this area for 4,000 years at least. And they're finding things that date back 3,500 years. So I think this is very exciting news. And again, it points to the miracle of what God said he would do about restoring his land, his people, um, during troublesome times. And if we're not living in troublesome times now, I don't know what you would call it. And then I want to move to the article that has gotten a lot of attention. Uh, our fourth um, interesting uh, information by the United States Ambassador to Israel, David Friedman. He made a comment. Um, during the embassy, U.S. Embassy in Jerusalem's firework display, he made a comment that has really gotten a lot of prophecy students to pay attention. Now, I'll let you be the judge of what this comment may have been pointing to. I'll let you be the judge. Let me read you some of the article. Although July 4th, is tomorrow. This was written on July 3rd. The U.S. Embassy in Israel preemptively celebrated the America's 20, uh, 243rd Independence Day on Tuesday. The gala event was hosted by the U.S. Embassy in Jerusalem. During his speech, the Ambassador David Freedom said, this year in Jerusalem, this year in Jerusalem. Now, just so you know, Jews at Passover, I'm Jewish, my family used to say it all the time, at Passover next year in Jerusalem, hoping that the temple would be rebuilt and we could all meet up next year in Jerusalem. That's a very common thing to say at Passover. So at first glance, continuing the article, saying a phrase like this year in Jerusalem may seem like a rather insignificant statement. But those who understand the wider context of the phrase are prone to, to interpret those words differently. That's because there is a phrase that Jews proclaim during their prayers at the end of Yom Kippur and during the Passover feast that goes next year in rebuilt Jerusalem. 
The phrase was initially coined in the 11th century Spanish rabbi Isaac Ibn Agiat, who wrote a poem called Yedetica Mi Amesh, which contains the phrase, last year when the 242nd Independence Day celebration took place in Tel Aviv, and Netanyahu relayed the the passage to Friedman next year in Jerusalem. The rebuilt Jerusalem part refers to the rebuilding of the temple. However, Friedman made a clever play on words by replacing the phrase next year with this year. And although he stopped short of saying the rebuilt Jerusalem part, it can be implied by those familiar with the phrase that the neutral continuation of the sentence is in rebuilt Jerusalem. That's because there is no other context in the Hebrew language where the phrase this year in Jerusalem or next year in Jerusalem is used aside from the continuation of the phrase which involves the building of the temple. I contacted some of my sources that are radio personalities and uh, people that do prophecy updates that are much smarter than me. None of them really wanted to go out on the limb and state that this could have been code for the temple is going to be rebuilt soon. I'm not sure. I'll let you be the judge. But it's very interesting that Friedman, Ambassador Friedman, said this year in Jerusalem. Now, interesting that the Jewish New Year There are two Jewish New Year's. One is in April, the month of Nisan. One is in September, Rosh Hashanah, the the Feast of Rosh Hashanah. Because Rosh means head of, so the head of the year. Uh, There are a lot of Jews that celebrate the New Year in April and uh, the Passover month. And they also celebrate the Rosh Hashanah New Year in September, getting ready for Yom Kippur, Feast of Tabernacles, booths, etc. So, when Friedman said this year in Jerusalem, actually, uh, that could be possible if you're looking at Rosh Hashanah as the starting of the new year, then April would still be this year in the Jewish calendar. See what I'm saying here? So, That's possible. But could he have been saying, now, this is speculation on my part. I'll give you that. But it's something to really think about. Could he be saying in in a very coded way, the temple is something that is very concerning to President Trump and to America at this time? point in time, and we just want you to be aware that we may be starting those discussions along with peace discussions very soon. Possible? Don't know for sure. But it's really an interesting statement when for, for well, since the 11th century, 
we've been saying next year in Jerusalem. He says this year in Jerusalem. So I'll leave that up to you to be the judge. But I just wanted to make you aware of this. I'll link this article into my podcast as well. And then finally, archaeologists say, and this is the Times of Israel again, they found the town where future King David took refuge from Saul, the town of Ziklag. And that can be found in the following scriptures. 1 Samuel chapter 30, 1 Chronicles chapter 12. Uh, 1 Chronicles chapter 12 talks about Dave seeking refuge from King Saul in Ziklag. Well, what has happened is they started digging up this city and they began to find pottery and artifacts that point to the time and date that David was in Ziklag. And the archaeologists are just amazed. And uh, they say that carbon-14 dating of all the pottery and the, the information that's there dates back to when David visited Ziklag uh, in First uh, Chronicles chapter 12. Um, and they talk about that, the archaeologists talk about this uh, uh, in the article about uh, Ziklag and uh, about it being in the Bible. And uh, according to a joint press release, I'm reading from the article, from the Hebrew University in Jerusalem and the Israeli Antiquities Authority, archaeologists discovered remains of a Philistine settlement from the 12th, 11th centuries BCE, which was followed by a rural settlement dating as early as the 10th century BCE, which is in keeping with the biblical account. Carbon-14 dating supports the archaeologists' timeline identification, according to the press release. Um, as recorded in the Hebrew Bible, David settled at Ziklag for 14 months under the patronage of the Philistine king Akish of Gat with 600 of his men and their families and used it as a base to raid neighboring peoples. So, and we all know that David prevailed and uh, eventually David was crowned king. Uh, spoiler alert to how the, <laughs> the Bible ends that story. Um, so, Anyway, um, this is continuing to be uncovered. And again, we see God allowing things to come to light so that nobody can say if they want to rely on the truth and on facts on the ground now, facts in the ground being uncovered, that Israel was given to the Jews. 
thousands and thousands of years ago. And there's been a Jewish presence in that area for 4,000 years. And so you have it. That's going to be the end of our uh, podcast. I'm going to wrap it up. But I would like to wrap it up with this. Please consider, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, if you don't know him as your Savior and Lord, please consider going to brosteph.com. That's B as in boy, R-O, S as in Sam, T as in Tom, E, F as in Frank, brosteph.com. And scroll down that page, about the middle of the page, maybe a little more. And it says, how to ask Christ into your life. Do that today. Because as we start to discover more and more that God is unearthing the facts that Israel is his land and he gave it to his people to be the landlords and caretakers of it to the Jews. The time is growing closer and closer to the return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach. And the time to ask Christ into your life is now, not later. The longer we wait, if should the world move into that period that's called Daniel's final week, the 70th week of Daniel, the last seven years of Gentile reign on earth, with God's wrath being poured out in the middle of that, the closer we get to that time, the harder it's going to be to yield your heart over to the Lord. And chances are you will probably have to go through the great tribulation, three and a half years of God's wrath. And you don't want to do that. You do not want to experience that. So ask Christ into your life now. Today is the day of salvation, not tomorrow. And with that being said, this is Bro Steph with Prophecy Insights, wishing you a very, very good day or evening, whichever the case may be. God bless you and your family, and may God cause his face to shine upon you and your loved ones. Keep looking up. Jesus is coming back soon. Bye for now.